0: Did you know that when I started K-Publicity in 2009, I had zero PR experience? If I'm being honest, I don't think I fully grasped the difference between publicity and marketing or what the broader public relations umbrella looked like. So how did I launch a successful book PR agency with zero experience? I relied on my writing skills. All month long, we're exploring how authors can put their writing skills to use in their book promotion, and why storytelling is the most powerful tool for attracting new readers. To start, I'm sharing my journey from freelance writer to agency owner, and how what I lacked in PR experience, I made up for with my storytelling abilities. Let's get started. Welcome to Your Breakout Book, the podcast that helps authors like you write, publish, and prosper. I'm Dana Kay, the founder of K Publicity, and I've dedicated the majority of my life to helping authors establish their brands and reach more readers. I believe that every author, regardless of genre and publishing path, has the ability to cultivate an engaged community of readers, increase their sales, and have a thriving writing career. So how did somebody with zero PR experience come to being a book publicist? It started at Columbia College where I was a fiction writing major. We, In addition to fiction writing, we also took various classes on publishing and freelance writing and I really took to the freelance applications class. We learned how to write feature stories, journalism pieces, grant writing, and my favorite, reviews. So I began in college writing reviews, particularly for books. I started writing for free, as most of us do, for the now defunct magazine, Punk Planet. And I would review books for them. And through those writing clips, I was able to pitch myself to Time Out Chicago, as well as the Chicago Sun-Times. And that was my primary gig, was writing book reviews. I reviewed for several publications. I also did some profile pieces and some more feature stories But I really loved writing about authors and I loved the life. It was great for being in my 20s. It was great for while I did write that great American novel. I could do my freelance writing in the afternoon, do my creative writing in the morning. Um, It felt felt really good, but I was getting older starting to see the writing on the wall this was in 2008 when newspapers and magazines were filing for bankruptcy and i realized that this might not be the most stable career path so what did i do i started thinking about what i really loved most what did i love about the writing and i realized that the reason i loved being a book critic so much is because i loved telling people what to read So what did that lead to? It led to me realizing, okay, well, I could be a book publicist or a book marketer. And I started applying for jobs in New York, entry-level jobs, because again, I didn't have any experience. But the problem was is I don't wanna move to New York. (laughs) I am a born and raised Chicagoan. I don't think I'll ever leave, maybe in retirement, but I, I couldn't envision moving my family to New York. And so I thought, okay, well, I'll keep applying. Maybe I'll do it for a little bit. But all the publishing jobs were there. And it wasn't until I was talking with a writing friend at a writer's conference, and she was discussing that she was thinking about hiring an independent publicist for her debut novel. She, it, like I said, this was two thousand and at this point 2009. Her debut novel was coming out in hardcover, People were not going to throw down $25 on a book they've never heard of. And she really felt like she needed an extra boost. So I started talking with her. Obviously, as a book critic, I would get pitched by publicists all the time. So I would know which ones were good, which ones weren't so good. I knew my pet peeves. And I started making recommendations on what to look for. And after going through various things of make sure they follow up, make sure they don't send confetti in the envelopes whatever it may be she just turns to me and said Dana why don't you just be my publicist so I thought about it and I said "Hmm, interesting maybe and we after the writers conference we went to breakfast and we hashed out some ideas for various projects that I could help with and that's really how it started So that's why I got my first client, but this isn't the story of how I built my business, this is the story of how I used my writing skills. And so this is what I brought to the table. It wasn't just that I had worked with publicists before, that's not enough to say you are a publicist, but I did realize that I had a lot of skills to bring. The first, which is actually the most surprising, was my experience writing parodies. So if you have been, if anyone listening went to the Columbia College Fiction Department, you know that in Fiction 2, the focus is all on parodies. You read famous short stories or famous books and you write parodies of those those stories. I hated it. Everyone hates it. (laughs) Everyone hates that unit because we just want to write our own things. Right. We don't want to rewrite someone else's story. But what I realized is that you're learning, first of all, you're learning structure. You're learning how to craft a beginning, a middle, and end. Most novice writers don't know how to end. So it was actually really helpful. But what it also did was it allowed me to look at other things that have been working, see what's working, and then parody them. So I went through all of the pitches I got from publicists, and I said, why did I pick this one? What made me delete this pitch? What made me wanna read this one? What did they do? And I looked at it from a structure standpoint and was able to parody their pitch emails. With the pitching, I also brought experience pitching editors. So as a freelancer, I'm not on staff, I have to pitch every story to my editor. Sometimes they would hand me a story, but most of the time I was pitching my editors saying i want to write about this book or i want to write about this author here is why here's what's important here's why our readers will like it so whether i'm pitching an editor as a freelancer or pitching an editor as a publicist that process is really the same so it wasn't that i had a bunch of media contacts in all honesty i didn't i had maybe some chicago contacts a handful of contacts but Not really, I didn't write for that many publications. I had a stable of two or three that I wrote for. It was my ability to understand what editors wanted and craft an email pitch that I knew would resonate with them. And that's the third really key point about my experience, is understanding what journalists wanted. Now, I'm not saying this because I, I'm i not saying that you need to have years of experience pitching journalists in order to understand that. You just need to read some magazines or read some newspapers or listen to these podcasts. That's really all it takes. When I was growing my freelance business, I would go to Barnes & Noble and sit down with a stack of magazines and look through the stories that they were writing, look through who the editors were, who the writers were. Was it staff writers that they were using? Were they using freelancers? And I would just do my research that way. And that research capability still exists. You can still get a stack of magazines. You can still look online and just look at what they are covering. And then finally, the experience I brought was a sense of audience. I One of the best things that my fiction writing department ever did, or I guess they do it for everybody, but for me, one of the best skills that I walked away with was having a sense of audience. In this program, all the writers sat, the students, the writers, sat around a semicircle. And when you read your work aloud, you had to address it as a letter to someone across the semicircle. I had to look someone in the eye and say, dear Rick, dear Julia, and then begin my story. And what that did was it connected me to the person across the semicircle that I was telling them a story. And then when I would sit down to write, I would have those, I would have my semicircle in mind. I would have the students in my class in mind because I knew I was going to have to address it to one of them. This may seem so arbitrary and small, but I have read many, 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 many drafts of books from aspiring writers, not yet published writers. And that sense of audience is so key. Who are you writing this book for? Who is your reader? And so the sense of audience for most published authors can really be crucial when pitching editors or when writing email marketing, who is knowing who this writing is going to. So that brings us to our next point. So you've you've heard enough about me. Let's talk about how you, author, can apply this to your own promotion. I assume that if you're here listening to this podcast, if you're an author, you have some writing skills. And you can say, yeah, I'm not the best author, I write commercial, whatever it may be. But you've written a book, that's only a small percentage of the population has written a book. So you're a writer, you have more skills than most. So let's talk about three ways that you can apply your writing skills to your book promotion. The first is the most important is that sense of audience. So you have the ability to know who you're writing for. So when you are addressing a pitch email, you envision the person receiving that email. Think about the books editor, the podcast producer, the blogger. These are very different people. You might be finding the books editor... Weeding through her emails, looking at all these pitches, she or he is probably, this is like their dedicated job. Whereas a bookstagrammer or a book blogger is doing this at night, maybe surrounded by children (laughs) or doing this after working nine hours at a day job, right? So thinking about when you write that pitch email, think about who you're writing it to. Envision that person receiving that email and you're going to write a more compelling pitch. The second is your ability to share a good story. We all love stories. It's why we're here. (laughs) And so if you're able to share your story, either the story of your book, the story of you, and tell that story in a concise way, you will have better luck pitching media. So if you are A let's say you're pitching a craft piece to Writer's Digest. Sharing how you came to writing or the lesson that you learned uh, or what happened to make you learn this lesson that you are now sharing is really important. That will get your pitch opened. It will resonate with audiences. It will get your articles placed. Storytelling is so key. Not to get too meta, but did you notice how I opened this podcast? With the story of how I got here that is buy-in you get additional buy-in when you know the person's background right now tell me if I'm wrong you can email me but right now you're listening you're like okay I see what she did I see how she took the skills that I also have now she's telling me how to apply it and now I trust her because I understand she knows where I'm coming from so That sense of storytelling really gives builds up trust and builds connection with your audience. As writers, you also understand the importance of why does anyone care? (laughs) I always talk to our crime fiction authors about, I'm gonna muck this up. I think it was Raymond Chandler who said, if you put a gun in the room, you have to use it. And so everything should have a reason. There is a reason that the gun is there. And romance, there's a reason that this person blows into town after 20 years. You always are thinking about why the story needs it, why they would care. So when you're writing pitch emails, I mean, I guess you could pitch over the phone, but you're mostly writing pitch emails, thinking about why the person on the other end of the email will care. Why is the book blogger who's reading her emails at 9 at night (laughs) – While maybe trying to get it after trying to get two kiddos to bed or end after working a day job, why do they care about your book? You have the ability to answer that question, and that is what's going to get your pitches not just open but accepted. So, let's talk now about how you can apply your writing skills to email marketing. When I say email marketing, I can feel the cringing on the other side from my mic to your earphones. I can feel you cringing. It's okay. Marketing is one of those words that turns people off. Email marketing, oh, it's two things. My dumpster fire of an inbox and it's marketing emails. Blech, who would want that? However, it is one of your most powerful tools as a writer. And you, writer, are at an advantage because guess what? You know how to write. You, as an author, have the ability to inform and or entertain Right, Your books are written either as entertainment or to inform the reader about something. There's another reason to write a book. I'm not sure that there is, but let me know. But those are the two primary goals of books, inform or entertain. So that's exactly what you want to do in your newsletter. I read an email to either be informed or entertained. Great examples of this. I subscribe to a newsletter called Evil Witches. It's written by a freelance writer, um, Claire Zulke, and it's all about motherhood, particularly parenting, but mostly motherhood. There's not much useful in there. It is pure entertainment. I read it every single time she sends it. I love the entertainment of posing questions to moms about health insurance or sex after kids or those with more than three kids, whatever it may be. I find it very interesting and entertaining. I have other newsletters, like James Clear's newsletter, that is to inform me about something. His focus is habits, how to build habits. As a writer, especially if you're a fiction writer, probably your goal is to entertain. How can you bring that energy to your newsletter? If you're a nonfiction author, chances are you're there to inform people maybe, and entertain them too. But you have that ability and you can apply that to your email marketing. I'll say this too. I use email marketing and newsletters interchangeably. The emails you send to your list of subscribers, whatever you want to call it. I'm going to also return back to this sense of audience. You have a sense of audience. So people who have signed up for your list, you know who they are in the sense of their I won't say psychographics, that's too technical, but let's say people are signing up for your list because they are interested. They went to your website, which may or may not have been updated in a while, signed up for your newsletter, and are opting in to receive emails from you. You know if they're readers, if you have a writer-centric newsletter, you know that if they're writers. You can even go deeper and have them self-identify in the sign-up form of, are you a reader? Are you a librarian? Are you a bookseller? Or what brought you here today? You can have them self-identify. But your ability to connect with an audience doesn't just serve you when you're writing your books. It also serves you when you're writing your newsletters. So rather than thinking about email marketing as this cringy, annoying word, think about every month. Or every week, sitting down and writing a letter to one of your biggest fans. What would that look like? Instead of saying, I'm at my computer in Mailer Light ready to write this newsletter, blah, picture yourself in a classroom sitting in a semicircle, and your biggest fan is sitting across the semicircle. Start your email. Dear superfan, what would you tell them? What would they want to know about? What would inform them? What would entertain them? I encourage you to do this exercise, probably when you get home, if you're out walking or driving. The next time you have a newsletter to write, sit down and try this and see how it affects Your ability to write a newsletter, your joy, the joy that it brings, and the tone and the content. So that's the perfect segue to our next thing, content marketing. So content marketing, again, ugh, marketing, yuck, but marketing, content marketing is using content to promote you and your books. So content marketing can be writing guest blog posts getting excerpts featured in magazines and newspapers. It could be interview, written interviews. I think social media really falls under content marketing as well. So like I said, you know how to write. You have the ability to create content. And using that content to reach more readers is so key. I know plenty of publicists who represent... You know, companies or thought leaders or nonprofits or whoever it may be. And getting them to write a guest article or an op ed is hard. It's laborsome. It's gruesome. They need editing. They need ghostwriting. They need all these things. For you to write a thousand word essay, it's a lot easier than it's a lot easier for you than for most people. So, how can you take your ability to inform and entertain and turn that into an op-ed or a guest article. How can you write a blog post either for you or for someone else? If you're short on time, can you excerpt your book and send it in? Can you pitch an excerpt to a magazine, to a website? You can also do written interviews We've had a lot of success placing interviews between authors or interviews between an author and their agent where they're written and they go back and forth via chat or via email and are all compiled into, an, into a written piece. Like I said, you have the ability to write, so use that in your marketing I may be hearing groans. <laughs> I know the idea of writing guest posts, especially for some of the smaller blogs, is time-consuming and annoying and not your favorite thing. But here's why it's so powerful. I work with, We work with a lot of authors. All of them say, I'd rather do a podcast or a radio interview. I'd rather talk to people than write something. Those are important things. But when you write an article, it gives the readers a sense of your writing style and your point of view. Also, readers read, right? So if I'm reading an article you wrote or I'm reading an excerpt of your book, it's a lot easier for me to say, huh, I think I'd like that book and to buy it. I know plenty of authors that can talk and are really entertaining and charismatic, but I don't have insight into how they are as a writer. So... Having these guest articles or written interviews, or even publishing an excerpt of the book, gives people a sense of your writing style and makes them trust you more and are more willing to buy. So to close, this is what I would encourage you to do. When it comes to reaching more readers, think about how you can focus more on using the skill you already possess. You're a writer. How can you use your writing skills? to reach more readers. Let's focus less on the technology. I get a lot of questions about which is the best email marketing platform, what's the best time to send, or how do I publish things ahead of time, or how do I edit these photos, or all of these things. If you are already savvy and you want to step up your game, then sure, let's talk about tech. Let's make it more in-depth, make it more complicated. But it honestly doesn't have to be. Focus less on the technology and focus more on the content. So sure, we can do some complicated email automation, which we'll hear about from Iman in a future episode. But maybe what's the simplest thing you could do? The simplest thing you can do is send an email, a BCC email to your super fans and say, I'm starting a newsletter. Do you want to be on it? If so, let, like, respond to this email and let me know. For legal reasons, you do need to use a service like MailerLite or MailChimp, but it doesn't have to be heavily designed. It can be a plain text email. People want the content. They don't necessarily need the graphics, the images, the pretty banners. So focus less on the technology and more on the content. We can also focus less on optimization. Sure, if you were to write a blog post, I may have recommendations on how to make it more... a appealing to search engines. If you were to write a Instagram caption, I may have suggestions on hashtags. There are ways to do it better, but if you're so paralyzed by doing it the exact perfect way that you don't do it, well, that doesn't really help. So focus more on the writing because the fact is, is that while there's keyword searches and other things for SEO, the best thing you could do for SEO is write a really great piece with your exact audience in mind. Keywords and hashtags and all these other things just boost discoverability, but there's nothing to increase discoverability like your audience sharing your article or sharing your interview or sharing your post because they thought it was that good. And finally, I'd like to encourage you to focus less on volume. I know that it's tempting to pitch all the blogs and all the media outlets and send all the newsletters and all those things, but it can be really overwhelming. So focus less on volume and more on quality. So you may only be able to write one quality newsletter a month then that's what you should do. You may not be able to pitch four or five op-eds or guest articles in any given period. Maybe you can only do one a year or one a month. That's fine, just make it as good as you possibly can. So focus less on the volume and focus more on the quality of your work. I really hope that this has shed light on your ability to successfully promote your novel or your book. I hear too often from writers that you're a trained publicist. You don't know what it's like. Easy for you to say. Easy for you to say you do this for a living. And it's true, I do. And right now I'm probably faster, better, I can do these extra things. But the fact is, is I started right where you are. I started as a writer. And if I can build a book PR agency from having only that experience, then you definitely can promote your single book a year, maybe multiple books a year, by having just your writing experience. Rather than focusing on the things that require a big learning curve, let's start with the things you already know how to do. And that is right. Are you ready to apply your writing skills to book promotion? Then it is the perfect time to join your breakout book. All month long, we're discussing different ways community members can use their writing skills to reach more readers. This includes a roundtable discussion today at noon Eastern, a live training, as well as pitch templates and newsletter prompts to get you started. Visit kpublicity.com slash your breakout book for more info. That's k-a-y-e publicity.com slash your breakout book. Sign up by noon eastern today, April 2nd, to join the monthly roundtable discussion. I'll see you there.